You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is our Wednesday edition of our weekly show. We are back to five days a week. If this is your first time joining us, I want to welcome you to our show. We are a daily Boston College podcast that talks about everything BC, whether it's news, analysis, guests, we have it all here on our show. On today's show, we're going to jump in and talk about the ACC Coastal Conference. We're going to do a little bit of, uh, as the week goes on, some conference preview. We're going to get into some of the teams, talk a little bit about their strengths and weaknesses, and look at some of the uh, challenges they are going to have heading into this upcoming season. And then we're going to always, you know, if you listen to our show, our first segment is always news, where we kind of jump in and talk a little bit about some of the tidbits about BC sports that you want to know about. Now, in terms of news, one of the big news items of the day was that Phil Dracovic was named to his second watch list of the week. Now, yesterday, or on, uh, sorry, on Monday, he was named to the Maxwell list along with Zay Flowers for the Player of the Year. On Tuesday, he was listed as one of the 30 um, watch list p- players for the Davy O'Brien Award. Now, the Davy O'Brien Award is given to the top quarterback in the country. There were 30 other quarterbacks uh, that you could have seen on that list, including like JT Daniels, DJ Uyagalele and uh, Keaton Slovis of USC. So that's a big time company for uh, Phil Dracovic. Uh, we'll have to see where he lands uh, when that comes along. I put a little note in terms of recruiting up on our Maroon and Gold forums. If you haven't joined yet, I strongly re- recommend that you do that. Maroonandgoldforums.com. It's our free uh, message board where you can talk BC sports. You can talk about this podcast with the BC fans. We have 120 uh, f- uh, signups for that right now. But one of the things I put up was that I noticed that Peter Delaportis, the Boston College commitment at quarterback, has changed schools uh, heading into the senior year. Now, it sounds like from the report that I read that he changed schools halfway through the season last year or halfway through the school year, excuse me, um, from Pope John Paul the 13th, I think it was, to um, the Jefferson Township in New Jersey. So, you know, maybe it's a good change of scenery for him. I know he was on a team that was not very good. So maybe this change of pace will allow him to show, you know, the the ranking systems what he's capable of doing what he has more talent around him so I thought that was interesting as well. Secondly, uh, in terms of news, it would you know I. If you're listening to this, I do like to talk about some of the sports that are do not get the leverage and coverage that you get on other sites. Um, so in terms of, um, you know, some of the smaller sports, I like to give them their due too. And I, again, as I always preface these, I don't know a lot about these sports. So some of them I, I will not give you the inside info on because I don't know it, but I can tell you about a little bit about it. But the, I thought what was interesting was... Um, Boston College Women's Lacrosse named Sam Apuzzo, who was, you know, a Twarton uh, Award winner for the Eagles, one of the best players in school history in any sport, uh, as their new assistant head coach. They had a spot open after Kayla Trainer, who was the assistant head coach on the national championship team, uh, headed back to her alma mater to take over at Syracuse. She's now the head coach over there. So Boston College had a spot open. They gave it to Apuzzo, which is great. You know, you love to see uh, legends from Boston College stay on and work in um, their at their alma mater so that they can continue those uh, levels of success. Now, 
uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, it was, again, this is a slow news week. It'll be slow until the ACC kickoff days um, have a uh, kickoff. Uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was really funny was that Dion uh, Sanders, who's the head coach at um, Jackson State, walked out of the SWAC uh, conference media days after a uh, old Miss reporter referred to him as Dion. Uh, now, he saw that as disrespectful and uh, that he didn't think that it was fair that he was called that. So he just he just took off and left. I thought that was interesting and for, and, and for more than one way. So obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I go to um, I'm part of the media. I, I cover BC Sports. I've been at press conference with Jeff Halfley all last year um, and I would never call him Jeff. I just wouldn't. He's Coach Halfley. Right. Um, but that's just the way I do it. Now, just, is it OK if someone calls him Jeff? I think so. Like, you know, that's, we're not his coach. He's not our coach. You know, he's a coach of the players. He's a coach for the school, but like, he's just a, he's a play, you know, he's another person to us. Um, I know Nick Saban uh, from Alabama. He, he gets really irritated if you call him Nick. Um, But um, I don't know. I, I just thought that was really interesting. I, I could see where Dion's coming from, you know, like, you know, he wants to be called Coach Sanders, but you know, when you made a whole career of calling yourself Dion and that's like your legacy, like makes it kind of hard <laughs> for some people to get over that. And to, I think his reaction was more of what I I I got out of this. Like, come on, dude. Like, you, you could say to him, like, hey, can you please call me Mr. Sanders, Coach Sanders, whatever you want, but don't throw a hissy fit and just leave. I mean, come on, that that's ridiculous. So the final note that we have for our uh, news section was a comment on our Discord channel. Now, Discord, uh, for for you who may not know about it, is our message board for our premium members. It's like an instant chat thing that that our members can chat with me, ask questions, um, do Q&As with me. If you're a premium member on BC Bulletin, again, it's a $1 fee uh, for the first month to check it out. I recommend it. You get all sorts of insight. We did a whole um, recruiting accolades and, and um, superlatives for this class. I just kind of went through and gave you my thoughts on that. Uh, just go to bcbulletin.com. You can sign up. You get uh, access to all of that. You get access to the Discord. Well, one of our our longest running members, El Pallone, said he wanted to talk about the national image and like a uh, name, image, and likeness conversation that we had yesterday. He said, really interesting conversation on NIL today, AJ. So of course, like you, I'm in full support of paying players. The lack of compensation as it stands is completely unjust. However, I'm with you that paying players for media appearances is a Pandora's box. Although my reasons are different than yours. My thought is the following. Currently, boosters donate money to the programs. You want your team to be the best? What is stopping someone from donating 100000 or a million to a website with the intent that the money gets to players for speaking fees? The money from today was $10,000, but it seems natural that some booster at Alabama would take this up a level. Again, there's nothing wrong with a player getting that type of money. In fact, that could actually end up being a good thing if less money goes to coaches and more money goes to players. However, I feel like the end result is just going to be college football continuing to be a landscape of the have and have nots. With no limits, recruits can be told, we have a slush fund from X media company, and if you play here, we'll bankroll you. As I type it on one hand, my brain says, that doesn't sound fair. But on the other hand, it really it's really unfair that players risk their bodies and minds for squat. And 1.6% of NCAA players make it to the NFL, and even fewer make it to year three. Worse... If you're in the NFL, worse, if you're a wealthy alumni, you can bankroll the program through a donation to athletics or, heck, make a direct contribution to endow the head coaching position, all while the players see none of it. That is clearly wrong. 
Too long, didn't read. Play, play players, play them lots, but we need to find a way to make it not icky. I have no answers. I thought I love El Palon. Thank you for that comment. I thought that was great. And it really sums up what some of the, the you know, speed bumps that could happen because of NIL. Um, and I, I thought that was a great way to end that conversation. So, yeah, there's no straight answers right now. There's no easy outs for this. Um, with uh, NIL coming with name, image, and likeness, there's going to be some speed bumps. There's going to be things that they're going to need to figure out how to make this so that, you know, kids are not just getting paid ridiculous sums of money because some booster wants to pay them. Um, so that'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Now, in a moment, we're going to jump into the ACC Coastal Conference, and I'm going to start looking at some of the teams uh, that uh, could be battling for that title. But before we do that, I want to tell you a quick thing about the NBA Live Draft Show. If you have not checked it out yet, the NBA Live Draft Show is hosted by the GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host, uh, Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host, John Corrales, and will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Bill Barr. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today, and you get your live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use our mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We're going to start diving into some conference discussions here. We're, we're, we're looking at the ACC, obviously, as Boston College uh, will be getting ready for their 2021 season. And... Today, we're going to jump into the Coastal. And as I was saying yesterday, the Coastal is a fun conference to, to talk about because anything can happen. And it usually does. You could have two teams, you know, three teams that are seven and five. You could have a, a million different things. Um, but we're going to, you know, through our last two segments, talk about the two uh, the, the schools and look at where they stand heading into uh, 2021. Now, obviously, the first team we're going to jump into is the heavy favorite for the ACC Central uh, Coastal. Excuse me. I keep calling them the Central. Like, I want to do that. But it's the Coastal Conference. Actually, I, you know, I've, I've always said get rid of the, the, the conference uh, divisions in general. But the Coastal Division. UNC has part probably arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. If you, depending on what scouting service you say, see Sam Howell is the best in the conference. Other people will say DJ, others will say um, Derek King. It depends on who you talk to. Uh, but UNC last year went eight and four and they had, you know, really good wins. They obviously beat BC. They beat uh, Duke and Wake Forest and, and NC State. But then they had some mind like some really questionable losses, including losing big time to Texas A&M and losing to Florida State, a team that they had no business losing. But, you know, Sam Howell is, is the name that everyone's going to be talking about this year. He threw for 3,500 yards last year with 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Now, the big question mark with Howell is that he lost two of his top receivers. Deami Brown and Daz Newsom are both gone. Now, they combined for over 1,700 yards last year and 14 touchdowns. But this is a team that's not just going to... Um, you know, rebuild, they're reloading. Now they have Kahafi Brown 
a wide receiver who's a freshman who I uh, or was a freshman last year who I think really has the uh, potential. But you have to look at that offense and you wonder where the 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 scoring is going to come from because they lost Brown, they lost Newsom, they also lost Javante Williams and uh, Michael Carter, their running backs. So this is a team that's rebuilding. But do you know? Mac Mac Brown has done an excellent job at recruiting, and he's put UNC in the conversation as one of the top recruited con- uh, schools in the conference. So you have to give them some credit there, and you have to look at them and say, "Oh, this is a team that could do that." Now, the defensive side of the ball last year, they honestly were not consistent. They let up almost thirty points a game, so that's a question mark. Can they get that defense up a level? They have. You know they have the talent there. They have you know some really big beasts on the um, defensive side of the ball. They have Tony Grimes, who's possibly one of the best cornerbacks in the conference. So you're going to see some talent there, but they're going to have to show it up. So that's UNC. Next, you have Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech. I'm just going to kind of go on a little tiff here about because, as I said yesterday, I am selling hard on Virginia Tech. You know, there's those teams that go into every season where you think like oh, this could be the year where things fall apart. I think this is the year that things are going to completely you know, go off the rails for uh, Virginia Tech. I just don't buy them. I, I can't. Now, they've lost. They lost Hendon Hooker. They lost uh, you know, their running back, um, Khalil Herbert. And, you know, they, but they, they, they have some talent on that offense. they got to figure out how to get it going, though, because last year their defense let up 32 points a game. And their offense only gave up, you know, scored 31. They were a team that, you know, scored, uh, excuse me, won five games, lost six. You know, they kicked the crap out of BC, but they did not play very well. They lost to Liberty. They lost to Pitt. They lost to, they got smoked by Clemson. They lost to Wake Forest. They got to figure it out or just, or, or Justin Fuente is going to be, he's going to be out. I have to say he's going to be out. So. Virginia Tech, I'm selling hard. I don't think they're going to be a 500 team this year. I'm going to say that on record right now. They may, but that's where I'm going with it right now. Uh, that's the next team. Now, if you're, you know, we took a, we took a look at UNC. We took a look at uh, Virginia Tech. The next team you want to talk about is Miami. Now, Miami is like the darling of the preseason talk. They got Derek King, and everyone's talking about him as like the next big thing. Now, he's coming back from a big knee injury, and I have to wonder what he can do um, as a mobile quarterback, but he's a guy that has done it before, so we're going to see what he can do. He put They put up 34 points a game last year, and they looked everything every bit of you know the U. Um, they were 8-3. and three. I thought they played really well. Um, they the, the big game, though, for them is you know they got smoked by UNC. They cannot do that. You know, obviously, that's going to be their big rival. That's going to be one of the big games of the ACC this year is, you know, you're going to have Clemson and NC State and possibly Clemson and BC. But on the other side, it's going to be Miami and UNC. And they cannot lose by, six, you know, 40 points and get smoked like that. So we'll have to see what they're able to do. Uh, but those are three schools I, I'm interested in. Now, we're going to look at some of the the underdogs of that, that side of the division in just a moment. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about um, Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They come in nine delicious flavors right now, including German chocolate, caramel, and they have a special edition lemon almond cheesecake that you have to check out. Built Bar is 100% covered in chocolate, high in protein, low in sugar, and low in carbs. 
It's great for the keto diet and it's good for the health conscious man or woman. So you need to check out BuiltBar.com. Now if you head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll receive 15% off your order. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. I mean, I eat these all the time. I love them. I think you will too. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Later on this week, on tomorrow's show, we're going to look at the ACC Atlantic. You're going to get my thoughts on all of those teams as we head into the season. And then on Friday, we're going to get into ACC Media Day, and I'll have my dad on to talk about his Fan Friday experience. So we'll have to hear what he has to say. Now, we started the conference talk off by, you know, with the Coastal uh, Division, and we looked at three of the schools. Now let's look at the other ones. Now, another school that has been getting some love, and I understand it on one hand, is Pitt. Now, Pitt is a team that Boston College won, obviously, against last year. Uh, they have one of the best defensive lines, I think, in the ACC. I think that's going to be their their bread and butter this year, is their defense. On the offensive side of the ball, though, I'm a big fan of their quarterback, Kenny Pickett. And now he has a, you know, he threw for 2,400 yards last year. He only played in nine games because he got hurt in the BC game. And their season kind of, I thought, you know, went in a different direction once he got hurt. But he has a great wide receiver in Jordan Addison with him. Now, as a true freshman last year, Addison had 60 receptions for 666 yards. You know, when you talk about best wide receivers in the ACC, obviously BC fans want to talk about Zay Flowers. Addison's definitely got to be up there. Um, I think he's one of the better ones. You want to talk about what he can do um, in the ACC. So I think Pitt could be a sneaky pick to watch in the uh, the coastal. You know, they could win some sneak. You know, games where you know they shut down a Sam Howell, they shut down um, you know a Derek King, and win some dirty games. I could totally see that happening. But you know, their 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 coach, I'm not a big fan of. I don't think he's much of a winner. Um, so I don't expect them to be much more than a 500 team. That's kind of where I'm at with them. Duke, Duke is Duke. <laughs> I don't have much hope for Duke at all. Uh, they, you know, they had their quarterback issues last year. My God, they threw for 19 interceptions. Chase Bryce is gone. He went to another school. He threw for 15 interceptions last year. Um, they, I don't, I don't have any clue how Duke is going to win much this year. Um, I feel like David Cutcliffe's uh, course is running uh, short soon. Um, I expect them to be at the bottom of this conference, and I just don't think they're going to be all that good. And then finally, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a team that could be on the ups. You know, they're a team that has. Uh, oh, sorry, Virginia. I got to talk about Virginia too. So G- Virginia and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had you know their moments last year. They won only three games, but you know they 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 look good. They have they have the pieces there, and, it's, and the question is whether Jeff Collins can get those pieces going. Jeff Sims. You saw him with BC. He's limited. I, you know, he 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 was a freshman last year. He he could run the ball. He could throw it here and there, but he wasn't a. I don't think of him as a complete quarterback. That being said, I could see him taking that next step. I could see him becoming better. And we'll get to see him because the Georgia Tech plays Boston College this year. Um, but I I you know with him I don't I don't see him as a one of the top or a top ACC quarterbacks heading into the upcoming season. In terms of rushers, though, 
they have Jameer Gibbs, who I think is excellent. And, you know, he only rushed, rushed the ball 89 times last year, but averaged 5.17 yards. And I know the scouts are, are humming about him. So given where they are at, I like, you know, they're in another year away from Paul Johnson's, uh, you know, option offense. This is much more Jeff Collins roster now. We'll have to see what they could do. I don't see them uh, contending next year for the ACC Coastal, but... They could be a fun team to watch, and they could be a team that could cause some problems. So they'll be interesting to check out. And then finally, UVA. UVA, you know, we saw them absolutely demolish Boston College last year. They're a team that I just can't get a read on. You know, Bronco Mendenhall is a good coach. They outscored their opponents, uh, but they got spanked by Virginia Tech in the end of the season. You know, Brennan Armstrong, he's a good quarterback. I've seen people comparing him and saying that he's better than Phil Dracovic. He absolutely is not. Uh, he had a good game against BC, but that was because BC's defense could not make a stop. Um, but, uh, you know, I, you know, Virginia Tech is another team. Uh, probably not going to be contending for the Coastal in 2021. I like what they have. I think they're another team that's building something. Will they be there this year? I don't think so. So we'll check out more about the Coastal Conference as we head into the season. You know, we'll talk to Georgia Tech writers. We'll we'll get into the team's BC plays. But as we wrap this up, who do I think will be right now? And I'm going to I'll do a whole preview later on. Who do I think is going to be the winner of the ACC Coastal? I mean, it's the it's the easy answer right now. It's UNC. Um, I think Mac jo- Mac Brown. I keep wanting to say Mac Jones. He's the quarterback for the Patriots. Mac Brown is um, an excellent coach, and he's got something going on at UNC. I like what they're doing. I I expect them to 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 win their co- their division this year and battle Clemson probably in the uh, championship game. I know Boston College fans are like, oh come on, we want BC, but I think it'll be B- I think right now it's going to be UNC and, and Clemson, but that's where I'm at. Now, if you like this podcast today, you know, this is only 20, 25 minutes. Check out Locked on ACC. I'm about to jump on with Candace Cooper and uh, we have our, our talk. We're going to talk about the awards uh, watch list. We're going to talk about the, the odds heading into the season. You're going to want to hear those conversations. I'm co-hosting with her. She's the host. Um, I jump in once a week and this is our first week where I jump back in. Now, if you have not already, check out my website. It's bcbulletin.com. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Uh, become a premium member. It's $1 for the first month. As I said, you can have access to our Discord where you can talk to me all the time and we can I can give you tidbits. I can talk about BC sports. It's a great service. And you get all the premium, uh, you know, content that I have on the site, including predictions on recruiting, recruiting announcements, all that good stuff. I get it up there. One dollar for the first month. It's only five dollars a month after that if you get the year subscription. So check that out. Now, this is Lockdown Boston College. We do this every day. We'll be back again tomorrow. I hope to see you all again soon. Take care, everyone. Talk to you again.